Hallelujah. The Bible says in Proverbs that the grave is cruel. It's cruel. But we have victory over the grave. Amen. Through Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. He's the only one who can. Hallelujah. I praise God today. I know it's raining. The, the water is pouring, but Tyree came and told me, hey, blessings can come down just as fast. Amen. Hallelujah. He'll open up the windows of heaven and pour out as a blessing. Hallelujah. We thank him for his mercy. Thank you for his kindness. Uh, I won't be before you long. Uh, go ahead and get to it. I honor my pastor in his absence. Um, anybody is glad to be at church? Huh? All this week, everything that came, I'm just glad to be in the house of the Lord. Just one more time. Hallelujah. Give honor to all my brothers and my sisters. And glad to be a part of this church, Tree of Life. This is a wonderful assembly. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get to my text. Uh, if you could turn with me to Numbers chapter 11. I'm going to do a little read, and I have nine verses I want to read, and I'm only pulling out one word, but want to read nine verses just to get the, the gist of what the Lord gave me. I want to thank God for all our visitors. If we have any visitors in the house, let's give a hand for them. God bless them. You come one time as a guest, and after that, we claim you make you part of the family. That's, that's the truth. We love and pray for you. Numbers chapter 11, verse 12, 17, I'm sorry, verse 17. And I will come down and talk with, them, with thee there. And I will take off the spirit which is upon thee and will put it upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with thee that they bear it, that thou bear it not thyself alone. If you could turn to 1 Corinthians. This is the last, last page we're turning to. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, do a little reading here, verse number 1, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brother, I will not have you ignorant. If you could drop down to verse 4, now there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit. There are difference of administration, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operation, but it is the same God, which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man, somebody say every man, to profit with all. Drop down to the 11th verse. But all these worketh that one in the selfsame spirit, dividing to every man. Somebody say every man. Severally as he will. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ. 
For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether it be Jews or Gentiles, whether it be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. Two more verses. Just bear with me. Here we go. Go down to 27. Now, somebody say now. We are the body of Christ and members in particular. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversity of tongues. I'm going to read that one last verse one more time. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, governments, and diversities of time. Lord God, I ask in the name of Jesus that you open our mind, open our heart, break up the fallow ground, Lord. Let your word go forth, God. Let us be edified, God. Let your word profit all, Lord God. Let us grow in grace, Lord. Go from faith to faith, Lord God, as one body and as individuals, Lord God. Bless every need that is represented here, God. Open up the ears of your people's heart, Lord God. Let them hear your word. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. In the presence of the Lord, if any of y'all used to me preaching, I'm pulling out my timer. If I'll be before you long this morning. The Lord had put this on my heart, and the one word that I wanted to pull out of all them verses is found in verse 28. The word helps. The word helps. And my title for this message is Help Wanted. Help Wanted. When you study your Bible, there's a technique that a lot of people use called Law of First Mention. It's a helpful tool that when a word jump out at you or when something grabs your attention, it's a neat little thing that you could do. You, you go and find the first time that that word is used in the Bible. And a lot of times when you discover it, majority of the time it is found in Genesis, the book of the beginnings. And when you find that word, a lot of times it has a thread throughout the whole Bible. It, it means some of the same things and, 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 and it relates. It's a good way to study your Bible. If you ever have something jump out at you, just dig in there, you know, just go after it. The Lord trying to show you something. Now this word helps a lot of times, we, we, this chapter is, is full of spiritual gifts and workings and administrations, and it's, it's heavy with, with, with opportunities of ministries and, and how you can help within the body and how to function within the body and, and do it in order. And when I read this verse, helps, it just sits, sticks out by itself. Helps with, with an S, plural. 
But the first time, I, 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 when you go back to Genesis and you read it for the first time, it's in the context of where God, he had created everything, created man in the garden, and all the beasts was made, and he was bringing animals in to see Adam, and he was seeing what he had named him, and the Lord noticed that he didn't have anything or any, any animal or any creature that was suitable for him. And the Bible says that God, in his wisdom, said, it's not good for men to be alone. Amen. And he, he said, I will make him a help meet. A help meet. The word in Hebrew is Ezer. E-Z-E-R. Ezer. I will make him a help meet. That's his first time that the word help is found in the Bible. Now, I know a lot of times we'll look at that and say, okay, she's, she's just help me. Somebody just to help, you know, come along so he can have some companionship. But I, I want to let you know it means much more than that. It means way much more than that. And all the other times that you see the word used in the scriptures, after it's describing Eve, it's used referring to a deed that God has done. God being our help. God being our deliverer. Even Moses, when, when, when he had his second son, after they came out of Egypt, he named him Eliezer, Eliezer, which means, my God is my help. And he tells you why and what type of help he gave him. He said, because he has delivered me from the hand or the sword of Pharaoh. That help, that Ezra means much more than having a wife that just help around the house help around the kitchen and help with the kids and, and, and help with just mundane tasks that's in the household. And, but I believe that help has power with it. The Bible says that God is a very present help, Ezra, in a time of trouble. He's very present. And, and that same word is used that he described Eve with. He, he, God is a deliverer. God is a a way maker. God is strong. He snatched you out the hand of the enemy with a strong, outstretched hand. And that same word is used as, as a word to describe what Eve was to Adam. And everybody knows if you study your Bible, Eve is a type of shadow of the church. Amen. She, she's, is, she's the first bride. The marriage shows that covenant between a man and wife and, and, and the same truth and the same institution, when you are married, it reveals a revelation between Christ and his church. And the Bible says that he was delivered. He named his son because he had delivered them from the hand of the enemy. And I believe because in the chapter before, it talks about how women have power on their head. And because of the angels, and that's a whole other Bible study, but I believe when a woman prays, when a woman worship, it does something. It releases something in the spiritual realm. Amen. I believe it says angels. I don't think it's just heavenly angels. I believe when a woman prays and she seeks God, 
that heavenly angels are dispatched to minister to the heirs of salvation. But not only that, I believe when a woman prays and praise God, I believe the devil's in hell back up too also. She's a helpmate. It's much more than just cooking and cleaning. Amen. Amen, sisters. Amen. Amen. I, I thought I would have got more amen from the sisters on that, but <laughs> I, my wife is my helpmate. I thank God for her. I know when she prays, something moves. Amen. Something happens. Amen. Hallelujah. And after that, the Bible says in, in, in Psalms, David said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. But here it is. I, I always used to ask myself, why am I lifting up my eyes to the hills? Why the hills, Lord? Had the heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. If I need help, I want to go straight to the throne. Why do I have to look to the hills? And I, I heard somebody preach that the hills represented Jerusalem. That's where Mount Zion was. And that's where the temple and the Holy of Holies and the tabernacle was placed. And the Lord showed me something. That if you want to go to God, you got to come his way. You can't pass what he set up. Amen. As far as worship. Amen. There's only one way. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's through Jesus' name, baptism. Amen. It's only one way to God. So you can't just surpass what God has established. And so here it is. David is looking up towards the hills where the mercy seat is found, where propitiation is being made on his behalf. And, and, and that same hill, the Bible says that it is beautiful for situation. And it's the joy of the whole earth, Mount Zion. Amen. It is beautiful for situation. God put it up on a hill where people from far and wide can see. And I hear the Bible says, Jesus say, you are the light of the world. A city set where? On a hill. Amen. When God saved you and gave you the Holy Ghost, as a body, we are a city that is set on a hill for Cincinnati. Amen. Where men from all walk of life, no matter where they come from or what they're dealing with, when they need help, they should be able to look up and see us shining bright. We are a beacon to lost souls. Amen. We are here to help. Amen. Glory to God. We should be able to be seen. The same chapter, he said that let, let men see your good works so that they can glorify your Father, which is in heaven. And, and right after that, it, 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 he, he made a transition. He said, don't think that I came to destroy the law, but I came to fulfill it. He came to, to complete it, to bring it to completion. And a lot of, I know we, you know, we New Testament, we're not under the law. And, and a lot of people like to try to do away with the law. But that ain't what Jesus did. Jesus completed the law. He fulfilled it. Amen. He did something that no, none of us can do. He was the only one that was able to do it. But we are called to fulfill the law of Christ. Can I get an amen? amen? And somebody say, what is the law of Christ? The, that perfect law of liberty. We are free in Christ, and, but there is still a law that we have to fulfill. Amen. We couldn't fulfill the Old Testament law. Jesus did that. 
But because he did that, we have to fulfill his law. And Galatians 6 and 2 tells you how to fulfill that law. It says, bear one another burdens. Amen. And in doing so, you shall fulfill the law of Christ. He didn't destroy it. He came and elevated the law. He lifted it up. The law said, don't kill. He said, don't hate your brother. That, that was the elevation of the law. The law said, don't commit adultery. He said, don't look upon a woman with lust. You committed it in your heart. That's the elevation of the law. Amen. And we couldn't keep that law. But there's a song that says, when nothing else can help, love lifted me. The same way he elevated the law, he elevated us. Amen. The Bible says we fulfill it. And, 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 and dealing with the old law, they asked Jesus, which one of the laws out of 613 of them, which one is the greatest? Paul make it clear if you offend in one area of the law, you're offender of the whole thing. That disqualify everybody but Jesus. Amen. So they asked Jesus, which one is the greatest? What's, you know, 600 is a lot to try to juggle, but just let me, let me get the, the basics down, Pat. What's, what's, what's the greatest law? And he told them, Shema Israel. I'm not going to practice my Hebrew up here on y'all, but it's Deuteronomy 6 and 4, amen. Hear, O Israel, the Lord God is one Lord, and you shall love this one Lord with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Now, that's the greatest of the law, but then Jesus gave him something that he didn't ask for. He gave him a plus. He said, the second is like unto the first. And he said, love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. And another time, he ran into somebody who tried to justify themselves. They said, what should I do to, to, to gain eternal life? And he told him, you know, keep all the law, do all that. And, and he asked, well, you know, have you loved your neighbor? He said, well, who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? And Jesus kind of looked at him like, I'm glad you asked. Amen. You know, a lot of times we think our neighbor is just the person who lives next door, the person who's sitting next to us. And if you're across town, I don't got nothing to do with you. Amen. Or across the tracks. Amen. The Bible says that he gave them a parable, a man that was journeying from Jerusalem down to Jericho. And while he was journeying down, he fell in the hands of some robbers. And the Bible says that they stripped him, beat him, and left him half dead. Don't you know that's what this world is doing to people? It's stripping them. If, if it don't strip them, it will beat them. If they don't get beat, then they be left half dead, if not all three. Amen. But here came a Levite, which was a priest, somebody who was ordained to minister, somebody who's supposed to intercede, grab your hand and, and grab God's hand and bring it together. The Bible says he looked at him and decided to pass on the other side. I know this is about 2,000 years ago, but when I'm thinking of passing on the other side, on the other side of the road, he basically wanted to rather throw himself in ongoing traffic than to help somebody else out, to inconvenience him. The Bible says there was a a Levite and a priest that did the same thing. Both of them did the same thing. But here came a Samaritan. Somebody that wouldn't even speak to them or somebody who might have looked different than them. Somebody that might have had less or more 
pigmentation than him. The Bible says that he came down and ministered to him and, and bound up his wounds and, and, and poured oil and wine on him and put him on his own donkey and put him, took him to the end. And, and, and the Bible says he cared for him. He cared for him. That are, that's what we are called to do, to bind up the brokenhearted. Amen. And, and, and that's a whole other Bible study, pouring oil and, and, and wine. That's, that's signifying the anointing and the Holy Ghost, just pouring it on every wound. Amen. For healing purposes. That's what our job is to do as saints. And he used his time, his resources. He didn't have to do it, but he did. Amen. Now, Jesus asked the question back, now, which one of these three was his neighbor? And the Bible says the one who showed mercy. And this is, I believe, the first time God gave a commission. I know people talk about the Great Commission, 28, Matthew 28, 19, but this wasn't the, the first time he said, go. He said, go ye and do the same. Go ye and do the same. We have to show mercy to those who are falling by the wayside. Amen. Don't just look over, oh, it's going to be convenient. I got to be somewhere at a certain time. Show mercy. Do likewise. That's how you fulfill the law of Christ. Amen. Now, there's a lot of different ways to help. There's multiple ways to help. It's not just money. I'm, it's, I know it's not just time. Those are all our resources. Those all help. I'm not minimizing any one of them. I've seen an acronym of HELPS. It says, having enough loving people serve. Amen. I'm going to say that again. Having enough loving people serve. I know like a lot of times we, we look at children's ministry. We have Connect Point. We have media. God bless you. We have uh, uh, greeters and ushers. We have all these ways that you can volunteer. And those are practical ways. A lot of people, you know, you could do that and not get too involved and not be too dedicated. I understand, you know, you got a family, you got time, you got to be here. It was a sacrifice, amen. But anytime you're dealing with souls, there are spiritual impacts. No matter if it's just finding somebody a seat, amen. And I know like children's ministry, I, I was showing my wife because my wife works over there with the Purdy's and, uh, Brother Brian Duvall and, and his wife, and a lot of times people, church people call it the mystic ministry. The mystic ministry, you know, when you go pick up your kids, you still have the Holy Ghost, and they say, praise the Lord, uh, what's your kid's name? And they type it in, and they say, how was service over there? And you look at them and say, oh, man, you missed it. <laughs> Amen. Oh, man, you missed it. But thank God that they're missing it because they're watching your kids so you can experience and entertain the presence of the Lord. Amen. Now, this is not a rebuke. I'm just saying it would be nice for you to volunteer sometimes. Amen. So that a visitor that might come in here, they don't have to run around and chase their kids. And, and so when the word is going forth, the word can penetrate. It can help break up the, 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 the worship and the praise scene can help break up the fallow ground so the, so the word can be planted and take root. And they don't have to worry about their kids doing something or being somewhere that they don't trust or they, they over there in a safe place. You're not missing anything. You're, you're blessing somebody. Amen. 
You are helping somebody. Amen. Helps. We need the help. There's different ways to help. You can discern. That's, that's, that's a gift. You can you see somebody going through something. See somebody doubting. See somebody stumbling. See somebody lusting. See somebody that, that's, that's on the verge of, 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 of backsliding or, or just giving up. You can come alongside them. So a lot of times, you can help without even knowing. And I, I, I talked to my nephew about this, and I asked him if I could use him as an example. And we all been here. I'm not going to embarrass the young man, but a couple of weeks ago, he said, Uncle, Uncle I done, you know, made a mistake and did something I shouldn't have done. And I, I prayed, I repented. But afterwards, I haven't felt the Holy Ghost like I, how I normally feel it when I'm in church. And I said, well, nephew, you know, that's, I always told you, it's not just a feeling. Thank God for that feeling. But you got to know by faith that he's faithful and just to forgive you. You got, to, you got to receive that forgiveness by faith. Hey, okay, okay, okay. And he kept coming to church, amen. And, 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 and one Sunday, the praises got a little high up in here, and, and a brother that was sitting next to him had took off, says, praise him. And shouted, and he came and ran and shout. And I seen him stand up, and he started clapping. And I, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, you see it out the corner of my eye, and I'm like, all right, thank God, bless God. When we got in the car, my nephew said, Uncle Brandon, why is it when he start praising? I felt the Holy Ghost like I felt before. Amen. Sometimes when you put your hands together and you magnify the name of God, you don't know what your brother or sister that sit next to you is dealing with or if the enemy have him bound or trying to, trying to deceive him. But if, if you know, it plenty, listen, it been plenty of times I came into church with the spirit of heaviness. Amen. And when the praises go up and and the, 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 the saints start praising God. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. And here it is, I'm coming in with my head hanging down because what the devil done beat up on me all week. But when I see the joy of the Lord that becomes my strength, I change that heaviness over for a, a spirit, a garment of praise. Amen. The, the, the praise team is not up here to entertain you. Get with them. Praise the Lord. Clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. You're helping somebody. Now, if, if not, you're helping yourself, but you never know. You might be helping somebody sitting right next to you. Sitting right next to you. Hallelujah. There's many different ways of help. I want to ask a question, and I'm not trying to, not trying to be too, too heavy. Or, I just want to provoke thought. If everybody praised God the way you praise God, if everybody served the way you served, what type of apostolic church would this be? If everybody danced and clapped their hands like you, what type of Pentecostal church would this be? Would it be on fire? Would it be lukewarm? Would it be cold? Amen. A minister shouldn't have to get up here and have to push you and prime you. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I should have to prime this mic out your hand. You should come in here with a testimony. God has been good to me. We should have to sit you down. Hallelujah. God is a good God. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I sing... 
couple of weeks ago, an email came through that we had lost Brother Glenn Durst. And I didn't know him that well. Didn't know him that well. I spoke to him a few times, shook his hand. You know, the older brothers, they give you that encouraging pat on the back, doing a good job. Probably the most conversation I've had with him. Probably didn't even sit on the same side of the church with him. Not for sure. I don't remember, I don't even remember what he said at. But I read what they put in the emails, how he built, helped build the church, and how he helped build the education wing over there. And I, I told my son, and I said, I got to get coverage for my kids. I, I, got to, I have to go, just me personally. I had to go to his funeral. Had to. I sat in the back, and I heard the testimonies of people. They talked about how good of a quality of work he done. Brother Charlie talked about how he had him come and inspect his own first house before he bought it. The Bible, Paul describes himself as a master builder. Yeah, sure. Amen. Yeah. And here it is, we eulogize this man in the middle of we about to break ground and build another, a whole other sanctuary. And while I was at his funeral, the Lord just showed me, here it is, this man, he was a master builder. He, he, he was a saint of God. And, and all his grandchildren stood up and gave a testimony and said, he all gave us, this, this is the last thing he gave us, the most important thing he gave us. Brothers and sisters, there are some people that are leaving off the scene, and there's a mantle that has fallen. It might not be a physical builder that we're looking for, but you know, our, our pastor said God is building a church, and we need laborers in this church. Amen. There is help that is wanted. Don't let that mantle fall down to the ground. We have a nice young people ministry doing an excellent job. Brother Tyree, brother, brother Tyler and his wife and their wife, we got young men that serve, but we need more. Amen. Amen. The Bible says in Psalms, help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth. And the faithful fall from among the children of man. A lot of times we, 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 we want the man more than the mantle. God can take, God got the man. But when that mantle falls, don't let it fall to the ground. Pick it up. Yes, it's going to be responsibility. Yes, it's going to be sacrifice. But pick it up. Amen. Thank God for the elders that we still have. I thank God for them. We should never take them for granted. We should never just walk past them and, you know, just zoop past them. Shake their hand and bless them. Say, God bless you for still being here. Every time you see somebody that's elderly in this place, it's a testament that God will keep you. Amen. God can keep you, and I thank God for them. We can't let the mantles fall down to the ground. We have to come alongside people. We have to come alongside people. We have to help them. We have to comfort them. Jesus said and prayed, I pray the Father that he will send another comforter. Some of y'all versions might say a helper. That's what the Holy Ghost do. He come alongside you and help you to make this journey. Amen. He come alongside you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, it tell, tells us that to say, Blessed be unto God, the Father of mercies. 
the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all of our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them that are in any, somebody say, any trouble, by the comfort wherewith we ourselves has been comforted by God. When you're in trouble and God come and deliver you, yeah, it's for his glory. You know how God get glory for that? Because the way he comforts you, he empowers you to do that for somebody else. He expects for you to do that for somebody else. Amen. We have to learn to show people our humanity. I know we have the Holy Ghost, and I know some of us are mature in spirit, and some of us, we're not going to slip up and trip up off of mundane things. You know, you, you, me and some of the brothers talking, when I get paid, it's not a, a question, am I going to pay my tithes? When I'm tempted by something, I know to fall to my knees and call on God. Some people don't have that revelation, and some people are still learning and stumbling and, and falling. But the, I, I told my nephew, the Bible says the just man falls seven times and ariseth again. It's all in the getting up. If you see somebody falling, don't just step over them. Don't just leave them down there. Remember when you was down there. No matter, it might not be the same thing, but the same comfort that you receive, you should give. Amen. We have to come alongside people. I thank God for the honesty of the Bible because, like Abraham, he's the father of our faith. He's the father of our faith. The Bible says he has so much faith, it was counted unto him for his righteousness. He believed God. That was his testimony. The Bible says that he didn't even stagger at the promises of God. He didn't even stumble. He, 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 he had faith that was so strong. But don't you know that was his testimony when he was mature? That was his testimony after he went on top of the mountain of Moriah. Before that, the Bible records he lied two times to save his own skin because he thought Pharaoh would kill him to try to take his wife. And the promise said that Sarah, the seed shall be through Sarah. But he lied two times to save his own skin. But here it is. We got a testimony saying he didn't even stagger at the promises of God. Some of y'all are mature enough not to stagger at the promises of God, but there are some brothers and sisters that might be. Don't look at them and say, oh, they must, they, they, that do Holy Ghost. I don't know what they get nowadays. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Help your brother. Lift them up. Come alongside them. I see Jesus when, when after the resurrection, they kept going hiding behind doors, thinking they was going to come kill them. And it was one of them. Y'all know Thomas? He said, unless I see the wounds in the side, unless I handle him, I will not believe. And the Bible says that while they was all sitting in the room, Jesus came in the midst of them. He came right to him. He came straight to Thomas and disrobed himself. He didn't berate him because he didn't believe. He didn't say, man, I told you that I was going to rise on the third day. What's, what's wrong with you? No, he took him, took him, and this robe that said, here, touch and see. T touch and see. Put your hand right there. 
Sometimes we go through things and we want to keep our little stuff secret. I won't tell nobody I got the pink slip at work. I won't tell nobody that, that I got my car repossessed. I won't tell nobody I got the, the C word from the doctor. I got cancer. But if you disrobe and let somebody know, hey, I've been there before. Yes, I went through some things. But I'm still here. Touch and see. Look, look, look what God has done for me. I'm still here. Yes, I was beat all night long. And yes, they put me on the cross. Yes, I died the death of a criminal, but I'm still here. We got to come along, we got to help people. In the beginning of this chapter, it says, I pray that you not come behind in any spiritual gifts. I skipped over the spiritual gifts. I did that intentionally, but whatever your gift, it says he gave to every man severally. If you have the Holy Ghost, you should be operating in some type of gift. You have something to offer the body of Christ. Your gift might not be my gift. My gift, my gift might not be yours. But we should all be operating in something to help the body. Amen. And we should do it in love. We should do it in love. And, and he, 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 yes, God prioritized. He says, I put first apostles, second prophets, and third teachers. But there's no big eyes and little U's in God. We all need help. I read that first scripture. I added that in last night. I was reading about Moses, and Moses said, hey, me trying to lead all these people, it's going to kill me. Lord, take me now. I need some help. And he told him, here, come get 70 elders. Bring them to the tent of meeting. And, and, and the spirit that I put on you, I'm going to place on each one of them. Our pastors, our ministers can't hold and do everything. It would be foolish for us to expect them to. Amen. Amen. He, he, he designates, he gives spiritual gifts. It's a diversity of them. How many are glad for a diverse church with diverse gifts? And, amen. You talk about a garden. Amen. Different colors like flowers. It's beautiful. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for his diversity. We have diversity of gifts. But to profit with all. Amen. God ain't give you a gift of wisdom to be in people's business and to be a gossip. The Lord told me. I'm telling you, I don't, I don't like the way they looking. They got that evil eye. <laughs> God ain't give you the gift of healing so you can have your miracle line and make sure you got your $100 seed in the line. And... No, he gave me, I'm giving you what I received. This is not mine to hold. This is because this comes from God. Amen. The Bible says that the harvest is plentiful. You know why we're about to build this new church? Because the harvest is plentiful. And I, I listen, we all aware. We, we've been down to two services since COVID. 
and two servants put strains on different ministries. There, there are some people that have been working. You think they at home, but they working around here, and you just ain't seen them because they don't have no relief. And two services, yeah, that, 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 can, that can be heavy. But if we can't handle it now, how are we going to handle the, the, the greater, the greater things that God is trying to give us? There's help that's wanted, y'all. The Bible says that he looked at this rich young ruler. He, the Bible says he looked at him and loved him and said to him, there's one thing, just one thing that thou lackest. And yeah, you know, he told him to sell everything he had and give to the poor. But what I'm telling you today, don't hold too tight of your resources. I know some people get up late on Sunday because that's the only day they can sleep in. Your time is your resource. Give it to God. Sanctify. Say, you know what? I know I got to be at work 5 o'clock every other day, but Sunday I'm, I could get up at, at 7, at least be here by 8, 9 o'clock. Amen? Give your resources. Some people are just told, so tight. They told me you know, years ago, you got to wear this world like a loose garment. Be ready to take this thing off at any time. At any time. We have to pray the Lord of the harvest to send more laborers. Amen? There is help warning. We need help. Amen. If you can stand with me. What I'm asking is that we rededicate ourselves to his, to his will, to his purpose. We submit ourselves. We come under his mission. Amen? I seen Sister Sam up here praising the Lord. Not one saint should be up here praising by themselves. Not one saint should be up here praying by themselves. Amen. We need a revival of compassion. Now, listen, this is not a rebuke. This is a great church. I love this church. There's no other place I'd rather be. The love and the joy, we, we all feel it. We know. Amen? But there's more that is required. It's, it's what they call the handwriting on the wall. We've been weighed in the balance and been what? Found... Wanting. There are some other needs. Now, I'm not just talking about, I'm not, listen, I'm not just talking about children's ministry, ushers. And, I'm, I'm plugging that commercial in for them too, but I'm talking about just your brother and sister next to you. Brother and sister next to you. Some of the times we tell a testimony and we, we didn't know you went through that. Or sometimes we see people going through it and it's just, oh, we're praying for you. Don't let them know I've, I've been there. I, I, God will see you through. That's why he tells us to don't forsake the assembly of yourself. It's, it's strength in numbers. 
One can put a thousand to flight, but two can what? Put ten thousand. Don't leave me alone to fight this devil by myself. Forget the devil. Don't leave me alone with myself, my unbelief. Lord, help my unbelief. Just lift your hands. Say, Lord, help us, Lord. Help Jesus. Send laborers, Lord God. Hallelujah. Sanctify our schedules, Lord God. Sanctify our resources in the name of Jesus. You are the source of every one of our resources, God. Hallelujah. We sanctify it unto you, God, for the furtherance of your kingdom, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me help somebody. Let me, let me encourage somebody, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Think how much it would be worth it if just one soul make it to heaven. That say, I was about to give up. Hallelujah, I was about to let go. But just that word, that text message. Just slide them something in your hand. It'll go a long way. it have eternal. That's why we are stewards. Of his resources, it, it all belonged to him. The reason I, I, I named this help wanted and not hiring or, you know, help wanted is more of a, hey, we might, it might not be long term. See if you can come with us. You might add some value to the company. You might learn something yourself along the way. And guess what? You're going to get paid doing that. It's help. You can never outbe God given. You can never outbe God given. Do I have a testimony in the house? You can never outbe God given. Now, I know I was kind of preaching to the choir, preaching to the saints. But if you are in this place and you need help from depression, from any sin, the world didn't strip you, done beat you, left you half dead. You halfway got your mind, feel like you're about to lose the rest of it. You have came to a place where there is help. Everybody you see in here have a problem, have an issue, but there's one solution to every problem that is represented in this place, and his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. If you need help this morning, if you need help this morning, you've came to the right place. Hallelujah. Don't leave the same way you came. Don't leave the same way you came. Lord God, I ask in Jesus' name that you revive us once again, Lord God. Send the winds of Pentecost, Lord, I ask in Jesus' name. Turn bones into armies, Lord God. Graves into gardens, Lord God. Hallelujah. God, walk with somebody through the cool of the day. Re reveal to them their purpose, their need, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, do it according to thy will. God, we submit our will unto you, Lord. Bless, Lord God. Overturn, undertake. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. We thank you in advance for the harvest, Lord God. Hallelujah. We thank you for the harvest, the harvest of our family, our co-workers, our friends, Lord God. 
Let us help and show somebody the way. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' name. Do what you say to use me.